0: Welcome to Spinsters, a podcast about all your mental health opportunities in life. (laughs) I don't know. That was terrible. Uh, (laughs) No, no. should we do something? Okay, okay.
1: uh, Mental health opportunities. I don't even know what that means.
0: Yeah, I don't even know. I was looking for the right word. Uh, (laughs) It was word salad a little bit. Um, Welcome to Spinsters. The home of all your mental health tips and workplace shenanigans <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't work either <laughs> ben ben do it
1: welcome to spencers where everyone has imposter syndrome i i
0: that, i think we've got enough between the okay. three of those uh, <laughs> okay, right, we, right. We, each
1: <laughs> one worse than the last <laughs> no no we
0: we've had a, a, a few that have gone like this so we're good
2: Will you guys uh, introduce yourselves and um, the podcast and the book?
1: Andrew, you want to do it? Sure. Uh,
0: Haley, thank you so much for having us. We are Cookies Hoops. Uh, I'm Andrew Kuo. My partner here is Ben Dietrich. We do a podcast about current events in New York, nightlife, food, all that stuff, uh, politics. And also a ton of basketball. Um, we just put out a book called The Joy of Basketball about the last 25 years of the NBA, about all the the characters, all the things you need to know, and our worldview. And we're really excited to share it with everybody.
1: I'm so glad that I passed that off to Andrew because
2: <laughs> it was really <laughs> my good. Version, yeah. My version would
1: have, been, would have been terrible <laughs> in comparison to that.
2: Are you guys? At, I mean, the book's been out for what a month at this point.
1: Mm-hmm. Almost, almost, like yeah, about 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 close to a month. Yeah.
2: So yeah. you guys are at that point where Andrew, you've said that like a hundred times, and so you've got it. Have you ever, in the middle of totally it, just worse. been like, oh my god? And then you said some, you go off the rails, and
0: yeah, absolutely. I did that I-
2: with the. A- our podcast when it was the first coming out. And I think I just, I like, I don't know. I got into like communism a little bit. It was really weird. (laughs) I asked them to take it out. (laughs) Anyway.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It's like when you, when you feel like that heat check and you're like, I'm so good at this. I can even make this more interesting. Like I do a podcast and there's amazing microphones and we talk about, you know, eating over the sink and it's incredible. My cat. And I'm like, Oh, I've totally lost a pot. And I've chucked up an air ball as time expires.
1: But, you know, also, as someone who's interviewed lots of athletes and musicians, you get really sensitive to the idea of being overly, like, repetitious. And you know that your quotes are bad when you start saying the same thing over and over, but it's really tempting to do. So I get why athletes in particular are often so boring and you end up with people saying both teams tried hard because, like... You don't want to go off the rails. You just want to get through it and keep it moving. But when you work on the other side of it, you're actually trying to make like good quotes, something that's interesting that people care about hearing. Really difficult dynamic, and I usually am terrible at it.
2: What's your uh, least favorite athlete speak?
1: Uh, um. Wanting it more.
0: It's just like I just saw somebody uh, talk about the Knicks and Julius Randle and it was like effort is real and you could just play better defense if you decide to and that's my least favorite thing (laughs) because I just assume everyone's trying their hardest
2: but sometimes I think sometimes that's legit because you know what I mean the other team just tried harder that's actually like a huge indictment though of your own team if you're saying Mm. it really came down to they just put a better a little bit of a better effort in. Like, they gave it a better try. Otherwise, we could have beat them.
0: How
1: do we, how do we measure that's that, That's pretty humble, but yes, its isn't. I'm it so is skeptical literally. of that idea, especially in, like, the finals, right? Like, both teams here, game seven. We want this more <laughs> than anything in our lives. I don't know. They just wanted it a little bit more than us, and we lost. Like, I mean, I could see that in... How do you measure that? you like, well, we didn't score it. enough points. I'm like, well... But, like, you've quit on your
0: coach. <laughs> we and didn't and score and enough points as... <laughs> Yeah. Like it's That's a dog like day just for the, the year. truth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just like, well, is it because you didn't try hard? I'm like, I guess I should have tried for two more points.
1: <laughs> I should have like, tried to make that jumper that I missed because I was yeah. kind of trying to miss it a little bit when I took it. And in retrospect, yeah. if I'd wanted it to go in, it may have actually given us three more points. I'm Listen, trying
2: really hard to wait until far later, if not at all, to bring up um ben simmons but you guys are making it really hard with these like imaginary (laughs) imaginary quotes about trying and shooting um but i'm holding off i'm holding off
1: (laughs) I, i don't know who you're talking about
2: yeah exactly um i'm trying to think of my least favorite athlete speak things but all i can think about is how happy anthony edwards makes me
0: oh my god he's the best
2: he's I, every once in a while, someone comes along who's really young and you just hope that they don't lose this later on. And I don't think mm. he will. And they just don't. It's like they've never seen an athlete interview ever or they just got the NBA rookie coaching and they were like, no. And he just says yeah. exactly what he wants to say.
1: Yeah, kind of lost been, that joy, right? Yeah, he did. I, I mean, to we've, been to, we've been trying to think of players who are like genuinely really cool. And it's kind of hard to know these guys in that way, you know. Like, maybe this guy's cool as shit, but you can't tell because of this athlete speak and because they're cloistered and this like jock landscape. And this is what they've done, and this is their career. But Anthony Edwards is always on that list. Lamelo Ball is on that list.
2: Yeah, Lamelo, and then we're cool. going, and
1: then we've we've settled on Carmelo Anthony as well as kind of like the the OG of 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 cool guys.
2: Guys. It, do you That's remember it. his whole Instagram post about why he chose the number zero in Portland? Re- is,
1: is, does it make him less cool? Is that what you're about to say? Oh,
2: my God. He gave like 50 reasons, and a lot of them were like too similar to be an independent reason from the one like three above it. It was basically like the beginning is the end, and which is, I mean, kind of sick. And then like, yeah, yeah. Uh, the infinity, whatever. I don't know. Maybe it was number eight now that I'm thinking about it. no. I think it was still zero. I don't know. Um, very Chinese
1: of him. I'm into this.
2: I would, I would disagree with Mello, but fair so enough. So he's
1: losing points for his indexing skills? Is that, is that what we're saying here?
2: <laughs> I think he's he's losing points for the very high school thing of you're trying. He was trying too hard.
0: Oh, he's a okay. try hard. That's it. That's he a does really. Try and then also he just got
2: so defensive like throughout oh. the the Thunder tenure, which is fair enough, I guess. You know he was in a, a weird spot. He had to leave, recalibrate, eat, pray, love, recalibrate, um, <laughs> and come back in the league and be like, actually, I'm fine with this role. But that was kind of a turn off too.
1: But he's we're not also talking me. up. Look, we're not saying he's, he's perfect. He did, you know, <laughs> maybe he could have aged more gracefully. Yes, but not everyone can keep that youthful spark forever, as you mentioned. You know, I think yeah, I Carmelo mean, had to. The older go you big, get, weird... the less cool
2: you just are. It's it's yes. true. Yeah,
1: he had fair. to wear big hats so he could get to this point now. You know, <laughs> like uh-huh. the the Fidel hats and the
2: he did wear some and the Bola, big old the hats. bolas
1: yeah. hat, bolas bolasari. Bola, Bola what are they? The the big Hasidic the hats. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Um, what about John Morant? John Morant's cool. I think Terry Rozier is cool. I know I'm biased because a little, oh, little bit. Yeah. he's pretty cool
1: Um, I think they both seem cool. I don't Terry is far more cool now than when he was in Boston That just is kind of like how it works.
2: That's just how it goes
1: mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: if you uh, leave Boston, you're automatically cooler. Um, we, we Harry we our producer were, lived in Boston you for were. a while We
1: sort you of thought, thought I was from were. Boston well, yeah, we th- kind of thought you were Boston Media Mafia. Oh my God, the, the, this is the, the second oh. time
2: this has happened. Oh, okay. Well, uh, I, how do I, there? I had a f- friend, uh, one of my friends worked with somebody who thought I was from Boston and I immediately changed, like had originally been from Boston, I changed my Twitter like location thing to Louisville, even though I lived in LA at the time. I was just so scared. I'd rather (laughs) 10 out of 10 be known as being from a state that the other 49 states, like forget. I thought you were
1: from like sports writer Boston royalty.
2: Oh, because of Sean. Okay, first of all, he doesn't have this right here. Mm -hmm. Okay, he's- That's right. He could never, I don't have anything against him, have (laughs) the O or the apostrophe. That is a mark of- yeah esteem
1: mm-hmm. i don't know
2: actually i don't even know no, why it he, he, he could
1: he could never
2: i think we do come from separate places though in ireland when i was visiting ireland i looked up like where the o'shaughnessy's came from and i went and visited it and i was like this is cool i'm very green and then i left it's not
1: like the those like dirt bags from shaughnessy
2: yeah no i mean without the o embarrassing but yes no i'm not from boston jesus
0: <laughs> you know uh haley to not to Ben's credit, he assumes everybody in the media in the NBA is from Boston. So this is not a specific. It
1: just <laughs> I doesn't mean, also matter. fair, fair assumption. Yeah. It's like somebody Andrew yesterday says like, that mm, Boston.
2: Well, it could be I, just as much as Shaughnessy. Yes, I exactly, could see, it, like exactly. basically the same. Yeah, somebody yesterday said that I got this. Um, I got the check mark on Twitter because of nepotism, and now it makes Ooh. sense. I think they were talking about. Dan Shaughnessy. I, before I was like, you, there's no way you know another O'Shaughnessy.
0: You're a media Even if you Google it, like
2: nothing comes about? up. Two results come up. Yeah, there's like f- literally five of us maybe in the US and I'm related. You've
0: been all a of day them. one in this game covering this world. What do you mean? It's nepotism.
1: And now it's one. just blue check, blue tick takes from here <laughs> forward.
2: <sighs> anyway, not to bring up a blue check. But I tweeted about it and I was like, oh God, that's so annoying. But what yeah i don't know i'm that's I'm really blue
1: bit, check behavior i'm a uh, bit yeah like the blue check complaining about the blue check you know I know, like you've been here before
2: i know anyway this isn't about me i'm gonna cut all of that to make myself look better because i have that power yeah, mellow never, Mello,
1: Mello <laughs> never tweeted about being blue check
2: i'm changing my jersey number um let's talk about this beautiful thing next to me I moved, is. and this is something I took in my backpack instead of packing what? away. What? This and uh, two other books. One because I am so deep into it. Um, Portrait of a Lady. I don't know if you guys have read it. Henry the, James,
0: the classic. Dude,
2: she's up to some shit. Yeah, I oh, just wow. like had no idea she was going to be this mischievous. Mis-
0: mischievous. Mm-hmm. Is she a tro- is she a troll? Is she like the the first? OG troll.
2: She's essentially like, I know you guys all want to marry me.
0: Oh. I'm not
2: gonna marry you.
0: Wow, so. Kevin Durant, free agency. Shout out yeah. to she's Fortune just a lady. lot more
2: stable, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, and this, and what is the other one? Oh, my friend gave me a book for my birthday before I moved. Anyway, so I read a lot of this on the plane, and I went, I was on two planes. And the, well, first of all, do you guys want to talk? I'm sure you want to talk about the book, maybe. Yeah, sure. let's
1: talk a little about the book.
2: Also, did you guys plan to both wear tie dye?
0: Is Andrew wearing tie dye? Well, this is all right. This is dumb. I'm a painter, so I clean my brushes on T-shirts. And sometimes I pick them up off the ground and wear them. Um,
2: that, see, that's cool.
0: I guess so. It doesn't feel cool.
2: Is- Ben's
1: looks better <laughs> than mine. That's for sure. I mean, this is some real Rochester House of Guitars you know. <laughs> RX T
0: shirt. I like it.
2: <laughs> I think it fits with the book because there's so many colors in it. So I thought oh, that yeah. I did think that this was planned.
1: Yeah, yeah we I definitely mean, planned it. I, yeah, we we planned this for weeks. I said, wear your painted shirt, and I'll wear the House Guitar shirt. <laughs> and you know who's gonna mention it? The BMM. <laughs> Um, but yeah, the the, the colors in, in the book, you know, Andrew did such a phenomenal job of the design. It was such a treat. You know, obviously we've worked on so many things, whether it's um, our podcast and merch and flyers and, you know, infinite amounts of like just products that we put out over the years. But, you know, it was really great working with someone who you know, he created like a color spectrum. So when you go through the book and, and you look at the numbers and, and you know, the chapter letters and you know, like the, the visual language that Andrew created, I think is really special.
0: Thanks, man. It's uh mm-hmm. it's supposed to be the spectrum of takes or whatever, you know, if the, if the ball <laughs> is a circular thing that goes into a circular, another circular thing, then all these arguments are also circular and it's the color wheel. Um, there's no bad take in the cookies world, we believe. Whatever take someone has sounds good to me, us. So, uh, the book kind of reflects that. Um, it is 360 degrees of take it.
2: I'm gonna hope and pray Ennis Freedom isn't listening to this because nope. that man's got some bad takes. <laughs> oh, wow.
1: Well, yes. so I'm I'm not quite as forgiving as Andrew. <laughs> I do think there are some... Well, Andrew's from less Boston. Less great so, takes. Less yeah, great he's takes. A, he's got well, a supporter now. <laughs> yeah.
2: um, that's beautiful. I genuinely think the the concept is as beautiful as the actual book. Something Jordan and I bonded over really early on was just how we didn't like how grumpy people were about basketball. I think not to shame a lot of the way that people consume basketball now because as long as you're consuming it, I'm happy for you because it has the ability to make people happy. Um, And I know that, we all know that firsthand, but a lot of it feels so technical now and like a job and like someone is um, dissecting it in a way that is, I don't find entertaining. And then there's just plain grumpy people like Jeff and Gundy Um, Oh, I just that's shots something fired. i Yeah, no, 100%. I just I've never understood like listening to the games, and he just you know is just unhappy mm. with the players, unhappy with everything. And so, it's it shouldn't be such a unanimous thing that we all know that at some degree we turn off like certain announcers because they're I, not I having a, a b- good time.
1: I hear you and I agree totally. I'd give Van Gundy a bit of a pass because it's sort of his shtick, mm. but. What bugs me out is someone like Kendrick Perkins, who is, like, cosplaying being from the 90s. I'm like, you were playing, like, a couple years ago, man. And you're just buying into this kind of, like, 90s, throwing an elbow. Today's game is soft industrial complex that is such a crutch. You know, I watch a lot of Sixers games, and Allah Abdul Nabi just kind of is like, all right, that's me too. I'm another guy who complains about today's game being soft and well they're taking a three on a break not in my day and you're like i know man this has been going on for a decade stop
2: yeah sports are really the only place where there's a lot of wannabe boomers (laughs) it's odd um but okay so let's go through a couple things in this anyway i just love the entire concept when i heard the title i was super excited because it's just fun like basketball is supposed to be fun Doing mm-hmm. stupidly specific, you know, arguments and thinking over things a hundred million times with a microscope is fun. So I, I really enjoyed just the initial, like, understanding what the book was about, and then actually when I went through it, it was just wonderful. Um, Thank you. I do have a huge issue with it, though. Let me Let's go through go. my <laughs> cards. Okay, so there's a a really good section on LeBron. Um, there's this chart benefited from LeBron James.
0: Yes. I'm not in this. Oh. So I thought that that was a
2: little bit of a weird oversight. Um,
1: You got me. You broke my ankles on that one. Not to ask you guys a question. Andrew Andrew had you in there, and I demanded that you be taken out. (laughs) So that's on me.
2: Where would I have been? So we've got the innermost is fine without him.
1: I don't know. I just want to get I'm you giving have you have
2: guys <laughs> Does that really exist? Then we have just needed a nudge, probably couldn't have done it. Absolutely couldn't have done it. Where where do I fit in there?
0: Maybe, maybe in the pink. The, maybe nudge, inside the pink going,
1: zone. Not in the blues. Is that the, is that the nudge, that's a nudge area, right? I mean, that's
2: pink is just needed a nudge.
1: Just needed a
0: nudge. Yes. Um,
2: Actually, my favorite thing in this is if you look at fine without LeBron James, Taco Tuesdays are in there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Probably good to go, right? <laughs> the brand is strong uh, that's really with that
2: good. One. <laughs> Um, I'm right here. Oh, didn't you I get need it at that home? man?
0: Yeah. yeah. No, <laughs> yeah. I need, I need, I oh, need knew. him. Yeah. Oh, essential no time. You wouldn't be alone. You wouldn't. There's some great people who rested their laurels on LeBron James. I, you, I, I love dove that dove man. Up. Best yeah, Elvidova a um, bomb.
2: Where did you guys put? Uh, hang on a second, Mario. Yep, he's in the absolutely couldn't have done it, and that sucks for him because he's literally right next to Bronny. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, Bronny's whole life he owes to LeBron James.
2: I mean, technically, yeah. So yeah. it's a good point. Um. I know you guys have been asked this already, but I am. it is just such a wonderful thing. Like this book is filled with these charts and graphs and animations that have all this thought into it. That's my favorite kind of thought, which is just like this thing is really important and we're going to look at it in a way that other people aren't because they're not having enough fun with it and they're not removing the seriousness from it. Um, But you are finding seriousness in something that deserves it just because it is fun what was the process like coming up with these? Like, you know, you've got, did you think first, okay, let's do a chart on benefited from LeBron James and then you worked inside out or was it, that would have been outside in? Or did you work inside out?
1: You didn't need LeBron James, but by the end of it, you (laughs) couldn't have done it without him.
2: (laughs) Did you come up with the theme first or were you guys like, wow, Mario Chalmers, and Brawny have this one thing in common, and it's that they could not have done it without LeBron James.
1: <laughs> well, so so we had this incredibly long, like master list of of topics that we liked, and we were always sifting through them, adding ones that we thought were more important, taking other ones out, combining ones that seemed to kind of like you know in the, in the Carmelo indexing way. We were trying to be diligent and making sure that we didn't have too much overlap, and. Mm-hmm a lot of these were just ideas that we've talked about on the podcast for years. So it didn't even require that much immediate communication because we have our own kind of shorthand. So when we say wanting it more, we both understand exactly what we're talking about. If we say wanting it more and uh, you know, when the charts like that one, that was one that Andrew came up with and I was writing the LeBron entry and he was coming up with like the visuals to go along with it. So he can tell you how that specific one came about but a lot of these were ones that, Andrew would just handle the visuals on the chart, and I would handle the whole thing, and then we'd kind of, or the the text, and then we'd kind of confer and see where they were after we did them. So it was it was an interesting project because we weren't really even like going back and forth on all the minutia, because we already knew what the other person was doing.
0: Yeah, we were switching off verses, like a 90s <laughs> hip hop group. Uh, there was, you know, there's time to be the hype man, there's time to be the old dirty bastard. And then uh, for something like that chart, I think Haley, what you're asking is like it's important to have both extremes, right? Like the serious extreme. He's a damn champion, right? And there's people who got him there. He's got his Scotty Pippins, and we have to talk about it. But then, in order to frame those people, you have to have the the people on the the borders and the edges. And I think this book definitely highlights those people on the edges throughout every. Every entry, yeah, and, which is fun. Thing, I like
2: looking through names and seeing like someone random I haven't thought about in forever who I only really remember because of LeBron.
0: Yo, know, Mario Chalmers is an NBA no champion,
1: offense. good defensive no player. I didn't name three, him, three I just, yeah, solid, yeah, he's good. But yeah, we we avoided stats for sort of the reason that you had mentioned earlier. Um, yeah. I, I I like metrics, I like stats, I pay attention to them. That's to me part of understanding how the game works and why players are are better than others. But to me, in in kind of the way you said before, that does also does not make for the most compelling narratives about guys. Mm-hmm. Whether from a like a large scale, like who is this guy? And you're like, let me tell you, average one point one five points per pick and roll possession. <laughs> you're like, oh my god, that's sick! <laughs> I love this dude. You know, so our book about the joy. We use stats every now and then in, in the text to kind of explain why these guys were good at things. But in the charts, I don't think there's a fucking number. No. Like maybe maybe not one. There's no Which is good. Yeah.
2: Really good. That's yes, I enjoy that. Also have nothing that no, there's nothing wrong with numbers as supplements, oh. as compliments.
0: Yeah. These glasses don't lie. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Was there ever anything on the like chart placement that you guys really disagreed on
0: mm, the movies me and ben have different tastes in film so we battled a little bit on the the greatest nba movies of all time uh, i'm sorry what page is Tobias this
1: harris somewhere what where was i would that? like to know
2: if uh one movie in particular is on there because it's the greatest basketball movie of all it's time it's in the
1: latrell oh Celtic Pride? Spread.
0: so <laughs> A Leprechaun 5? I'm like ejecting
2: you from this. <laughs> there was that Disney movie though about the le- what the leprechaun kid and he did play basketball and he got red hair. You guys remember that? He got like not bit by a leprechaun. Something Brian happened. Stout.
0: <laughs> he
2: did look like him when he transformed into a leprechaun. Gary, Yo, you- you're what what's that movie called? It's something. I'm sure Lucky's in the name. I'm sure he's on it. Um, by
1: a leprechaun. I didn't even know leprechauns bit, but now, but I believe it. I, I, they're capable of anything.
0: No short jokes, Ben. I'm here, I'm sitting right here. Van Gogh. <laughs> okay.
2: leprechauns.
1: Short
0: I kings.
2: have not come across the movie page yet.
0: It is across from Latrell Sprewell, which would be. Oh wait.
1: No, the- oh, obviously.
2: Here we go. Oh, guys. No. Shaking she's shaking her, she's shaking her head.
1: She's shaking her head.
2: It's not, not on here.
0: Well, This is not good.
2: I want to know if you guys would be down for a movie night sometime because. tells you. I just, this is like the one thing I just don't understand why people don't love this movie. The fish that saved Pittsburgh.
1: Is that from the. From AIDS?
2: 89, no, 79, sorry. Yes, yeah, 79. Before, it's before Dr. J. the
1: NBA.
2: Space before Jam the NBA. before Space Jam. I'm NBA started in
0: 1996. Could, could that unseat any of these movies? Thunderstruck, mm, Sunset Park, classic, Blue Chips. The Fish That Saved Pittsburgh over double teams starring Van Damage. I don't the know. Fish
2: That Saved Pittsburgh is literally about an astrologer taking over an NBA team. And S-type. making them all Pisces, so they'd be compatible. Which I'm not sure if like is technically correct, but if it's going to be any sign, it'd be a Pisces. Yeah,
1: were they, and like, then they win everything. They, where was, what was their rising sign?
2: The those were all over the place. You can't. That's really. Mm. You're not going to find. Uh, Kareem was in it. Doctor wow. J's the star. He's actually really good in it. He's got that kind of like seventies and earlier on actor thing where they just act different. That was a really bad description, but. It's it's a different kind of acting. It's almost like everything's a little bit mellowed out. Mm. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? It's definitely, not like definitely. Yeah, they weren't trying as hard. They weren't Jeremy Stronging. No one was Jeremy Stronging back then. I,
1: I've 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 thought about this in the past. Was it because actors came? Or Dr. J. It's not the best example of this, but because actors came initially, maybe from the stage first, that they project in different way that today's actors do, which is like mumble Corey whatever. I've thought about this. So you watch old movies. and yeah. like,
2: I don't know, but hey. it is, it's just a different type of, yeah. And, and also like the voice thing, like Dr. J obviously didn't have this, but I'm saying with my aunt and uncle who um are my, a, my favorite people in the world, b in their seventies. And we watch a lot of the, like, I don't even know what decade it is, but people have this weird voice. <laughs> Do you guys know what I'm talking about? It's like sixties, fifties. And they're like talking and the cadence is like, they start up here and then they, finish the sentence right here. It's like alarming.
0: I have a theory when did that end. Is it because film was so expensive that that was like the least past path of resistance? So if you just did it in that cadence and that delivery, it's good enough. But now that we have digital, you can do the take multiple times. So you kind of like or
1: is it like newscaster voice that it was just something that was cultural mm-hmm. within cinema that
0: mm-hmm. this
1: is how a newscaster or an actor sounds. And then Brando came through and like crushed the buildings because you're like, oh, wow. this really hot guy with a, with a messed up nose is mumbling and like game On island. That's how
2: everything, the, yeah. every major historical change, there's a hot mumbling guy with a nose. <laughs> that's, mm. that's how it works. Yeah. Yeah. Julius Caesar? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, well, I implore you guys to watch that and it'll make it in the second edition of the book. It's does, such a good movie. Michael Thompson's fish- in it.
0: Does the fish lose uh, a contest of masculinity versus Matt Barnes?
2: Um, masculinity does not exist in this movie, which is probably no. why I like it. They're is, all is really Brandon, into astrology. Is, they wear it like glittered jerseys. It's so fucking that weird, guys. Good. Yeah, it's really, it's really good. So,
1: is it Brandon Bass in it or John Salmons?
2: Um, no, but that's a missed opportunity if they make a sequel. What is Brandon Bass doing for the last like decade?
0: Celtics God,
2: yeah, you would I don't know.
1: i just trying is- trying to convince Doc Rivers to bring him back. He's either <laughs> fishing or playing bass somewhere,
0: right? <laughs> Slapping the bass. That's
2: a tough. That's a tough last name to have. We were just talking about the Gossip Girl um, lineage that included the Basses, and I don't know, it just gives you kind of a weird energy. As would a you
1: go with Bass or Bass?
2: base i think so too. even though people would automatically say bass because that's that's the default i think bass, go God bass doesn't
1: have a ring to
0: it
2: yeah it sounds stupid okay i want to talk about <laughs> one of the other charts that i really really loved all right let me just slip through oh yes I have to know who came up with the specifics of this now I'm guessing Andrew is you therapeutic activities
1: that's all Andrew no. this that's one I really God. enjoyed
2: texting an ex while on a good first date that might be a sign that you should go to therapy
0: hmm. which is that's a positive like thing a
2: really odd way <laughs> of relishing in a good beginning Is to... oh you've never done that? you've
0: never been on like a <laughs> no. great date Where you're watching the Celtics dunk all over the Knicks, and then
1: you call your ex, being like, "What are you up to, though?" (laughs) So Um. is it is it your your your, are you telling them that you're on the date? Because I I'm kind of unfamiliar with this specific you know activity as well. It's like you're on this great date, like I really like her. Time to let the ex know that I'm I'm moving on. This
0: is what I was wondering. Well, you guys ever have that, like, kind of fear that something is so good? Like, this scoop of chocolate ice cream is so good, but did I blow it by not going for the vanilla? Like, so if not you're on that, the screen, That was
2: specifically probably not the best example. If you had reversed it.
0: Oh, what? Vanilla. I never is long number
2: for one. vanilla ice cream. I long for chocolate. Let it's me ask you something real quick. Cream. Are you a Leo
0: or, no, or a, a Scorpio? I'm oh. a Virgo. I've okay. heard I'm a Virgo. I don't know much about The universe, but I'm bossy and hard to work with.
2: They're very, yes, and then also very organized and like to quantify things. So Hmm. I don't know what that sounds like. Never heard of it. Um, Reading the news while being mad at your boss is just really so dead on. Scroll or like scrolling Twitter. Oh, yeah. Or reading like a novel. Yeah, just kind of like, and they'd never know because now we work from home. Yeah dropping a fiery tweet before going to bed this scares me because sometimes i'll wake up and then it's like no one liked what i said
0: yeah
1: it's <laughs> yeah what's worse and in turn, right don't it, like is it, me <laughs> is it worse if you dropped a flaming tweet turned off your phone and went to bed and you wake up and there's like one like or you wake up and it's going haywire
2: uh i would rather the one like because I'm soft and don't like when people are mad at me. <laughs> a
1: thousand percent.
0: I've done that. I've recently this week I've just like been nodding off and been like, Ben Simmons is a three time all star and twenty five years old, log off. <laughs> Ooh, trouble, man. Not good. Not good.
2: What's um what's that lady who like went to South Africa and made oh, H- yes. ju-
0: The most classic story of cancellation. Pre cancellation. Yeah.
2: Was her name Justine?
0: I don't remember, but she she fired off a a heater, got on a plane, and woke up to a different life.
2: Yeah, woke no, (laughs) literally was exiled by everyone. Yeah, Max exodus of everyone who ever knew her.
1: People were wait. People were waiting at the airport (laughs) to (laughs) accost her about about her tweets.
2: Live awaiting the hashtag. I swear, is Justine has Justine landed yet? Was like I was watching that for hours. Yeah, Justine. Okay, cool. Let's not say her last name because she's been... Is
0: she has She's she probably recovered. changed it.
2: If she hasn't changed it by now.
0: Yep, you're right. Justine Beep, the PR exec who was fired from her job. Yeah. Before getting on a plane. Uh, her tweet was vile, though. So that's not a hot Horrible. take. That was uh, a, a bad tweet with bad intentions so yeah
1: yeah it wasn't yeah she didn't drop something innocent like ob Toppin is 48 years old and then just like pass out
0: facts
2: <laughs> um what is your guys most uh joyous team to watch this season now that i remember to ask that question <laughs> and oh, won't forget <laughs> that was i was I, like I, walking up to my laptop and i was like that's a great question to ask i hope i don't forget hell
1: of a question <laughs> um i'm i'm Really do like watching the Hornets this year yeah, because cool. I'm just I love LaMelo and and I like Miles. They're just like the spirit of basketball that we enjoy. Creativity and dunks, those are the things that I really like about basketball. And um kind mm-hmm. of to your point earlier, they haven't been freighted with pressure yet. They haven't mm-hmm. lost that 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 light in their eyes from from being disappointments for you know their fans or their families. <laughs> They're still on the upswing. So I, the Hornets are a team that I've I've really liked watching.
0: I got my Timberlands on my fitted New York hat. The Knicks, man, I, I know its We're in a post. <laughs> I'm gonna go with the Knicks. <laughs> we're in a post Bing Bong era, but that was awesome. And then things reality hit. But then what a lovable team, man. Like come on Emmanuel quickly get out of
1: here. I was at the Nuggets game of the other day and they kept bringing the camera to the little crew of people behind me and they just were saying bing bong over and uh, over and over but only when the cameras it. were there. They would yeah. not say it at all and then the cameras would chopping. and goes bing bong bing bong I'm like still still that me and really, my buddy really have- felt like like an October vibe
0: me and my buddy have been trying to bring back the word swag off and on for the last 15 years, and we never have the timing right. It's like swag is so out it's back. And we just you say, guys,
2: there was definitely a peak in like 2012
0: will be for sure. And it then went. It, it nosedived
1: as yeah. it, it bing bonged itself for sure. Yeah.
0: But it's like a
1: Center, there's like the swag shop, and you're like, ooh, as long as the swag shop exists in Barclays Center, it's gonna be tough to bring swag back. It's not but, going
2: to, yeah.
1: But it may have reached such exact, depths exact. Of, of like of of uncoolness that now it's just a regular word. Swag. it's a very cool word. Swag. Swag you know,
2: is one of those words I feel uncomfortable saying. There's a couple of them I'm just like, this doesn't feel like it should come out of my mouth.
1: Mm. What are the I, other I don't, ones?
2: It's like a, that's like
1: very list, them, thing. list them all. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, that's
0: not Justine the host here man.
2: I'm trying to think we were just doing this uh, we just did this episode with Jasmine Watkins if you guys don't follow her you should follow her she's so funny and we were going through her lines and sometimes it helps if you know when you're doing like narration she's not quite sure like where the inflection should go or something so I'll read them for her but like she had written them in her own voice and it just did not when I was saying it back to her, I just turned like <laughs> so red because I was just like, this doesn't sound like me. All right. Look how blurry I am.
1: Yeah. What's going on with that?
2: I don't know. It's a really expensive camera that sometimes makes me blurry, which is maybe like it just can detect when I'm getting embarrassed because I'm saying something that doesn't sound like I should be saying it. So it's actually like a really smart
1: camera. Yeah. You said swag and it started. Yeah. Got foggy.
2: <laughs> um, I agree with the hornets and I think they have something in common with the Knicks, which is a tad immeasurable but also not if you just watch them um which is that they just are happy and they mm. like playing together and a lot of that is the like there's no pressure yet but I do th- I feel the same way about the nuggets and they do have a degree of pressure. It just always looks like they're having a good time together. The Jazz are probably the top of the not having a good time together. Um, well, not the top. The Blazers are not having a good time together. Um, I would say the Raptors not are again.
1: Time. Ooh, the Sixers are dour.
2: Sixers yeah. are not having a good
1: time. Do you want to? Would not, you like to not, ta- they're not, talk? They're about not. That? Well, they're not really <laughs> watchable <laughs> to me. I, I like Maxi and I like a lot of the players. I like Joe, but not not a watchable team right now. Even though their games are really competitive, they're competitive in like a gross way. Yeah, I would love
2: for you to to explain that because that is true and it's really hard to quantify because this doesn't always happen. There's not always this prototype of a team where they are are having some success um, or at least are leading up to it in the games and are selling a believable amount of success, but also like we have, I'll take this to personally, I have no faith in like the long-term success.
1: Oh yeah, I, I think well, well. I would say this no matter where of you the fall of the specific
2: team, Andrew of the specific roster mm-hmm. makeup. Yes, this the this I, specific. I
1: agree. Yeah, I agree. Well, I would. Yeah, I would say I'm like the Simmons spectrum here, you know whether you like him or you don't like him or you think he should be traded or not traded. I and think, do you like him, Ben? I think he's a solid player. Yeah, pretty good, useful.
2: <laughs> would would someone um, would be smart to trade for him?
1: Oh my god! I mean, that's <laughs> why he hasn't been traded yet because (laughs) daryl morey knows exactly how good he is (laughs) i mean one if the sixers trade simmons and don't get a good return they're cooked like this this version even with another pretty good player has no chance of winning a chip ever the version with ben simmons if he came back and played tomorrow to me would be the favorite like it's that Mm. big of a difference like you can't bungle this if you're daryl morey Mm -hmm. cj mccollum what is bungling it yeah buddy healed isn't shoring up their defensive front line i just mean you have to get back a, a, a top 20 player you know you, you can't i guess the guy who's, the, who's yes good but there are and, like and shades that of bad. that
2: like the like let's talk about cj i know you have i know he's you have like thoughts. a top
0: 75 player right
2: but daryl wants cj and picks
1: Allegedly, I think right? I don't. I don't even think Daryl Morey wants yeah. that. I don't. I don't. To me, think don't to me that's throwing away the Sixers' future. You're like, cool. Here's an Rebuild. unwatchable right. team that has no chance of winning a title, and you have three guys under long term contracts. Like, okay, so you get some picks. You, you're, you know, then you're trying to find the next trade. You should just hold Simmons. Then you got to hold Harry Simmons. says, if I click
2: stop two. zoom, it'll stop being blurry. Sorry to interrupt your thought. This was obviously
0: my Oh, horn. nice. Okay, yes,
2: go ahead, Andrew. <laughs> Thank you, Harry. <laughs>
0: um, I, Yeah, I, I don't believe any any of these rumors that are kind of created by, like, leprechauns, right? Like, well, we should, Maury should do the this. The leprechaun more-
2: from the Disney movie. He's now an NBA reporter. <laughs> right. <laughs> He's Dan O'Shaughnessy. Ex-
0: Short King. Ex-coach <laughs> of the Knicks, got bodied by Matt Barnes, sure. But, like, <laughs> I think... I think Maury's doing everything right. Me and Ben talk about this endlessly on the pod. Like, uh, you, you wait a year. You wait a year and a half. Like, you have a championship window sitting in the building under contract, and I don't think this is repairable, but you cannot let that walk out the door for Buddy Heald and Marvin Bagley. Like, your mm-hmm. your run is just done at that point. You're rebuilding. CJ McCollum is nice, but, like, he doesn't solve anything. You won the Seth Curry trade. You have to take advantage
1: of that, right? So what if then the time,
2: where's the balance of like the time is going to run out?
1: I mean, to me, it doesn't matter because if the goal is to really win a championship, then that's just, you can't fray what you have. I'm I'm trying to think of the best you know analogy, but if you have basically like the amount of like gold bullion in your leprechauns, you know, (laughs) catch and you've got all this stuff, if you're dishing stuff out for things that aren't as valuable, eventually you just can't win. Like you can't take an L in this trade, bring back CJ McCollum and some picks and say, all right, now we'll win a championship. It won't work. That team isn't good. That that is redundant. If you got back a Jalen Brown, maybe, maybe But then but again, you have to
0: play Simmons again in
1: division. I mean the thing about Simmons that really makes him difficult to trade is that he's a really abnormal player who serves very specific roles and needs for the Sixers. And that's why they look like garbage this season. They, they're missing the most versatile perimeter defender in the NBA, maybe the best perimeter defender in history. I mean, he's fucking great. And you're missing one of the best distributors who they just can't replace. So you watch them play and you're like, where's the energy? Where's the aggressiveness? Where's the tempo? Where's the athleticism? Like, this team is a drag. And you're like, oh, right. It's one dude who does all that on both sides of the ball. That doesn't mean he's better than Joel Embiid, but he's really important in a way that you can't just make a trade and say, here's SGA, go do those things, because he doesn't do those things.
2: Here's my only thought. Yes, I I completely understand. So you're saying this is the Ben conundrum, right? You're standing still, and you think standing still is better than making a trade. This is the, you know a side that's going positive i'm trying to recreate a chart in real time so andrew help me out you're gonna be the creative director you're
0: doing great amazing this
2: is making a trade that while moving forward which is a plus is not what you think adds up to a championship team therefore you're taking a step back you don't want daryl to have to recalibrate twice because that man will recalibrate we know that from watching the rockets okay so that's this side this side is And this is what I want to know if you see at all, because this is what I feel like is going to happen. This inaction actually is not just we're standing still in this situation until something comes better. Inaction to me is like the other players, Joel, which I just don't know where he stands on this at all. If I was Joel, I'd be pissed. I'd be like, why isn't this person gone already? Now, if he's bought into what you're saying, let's just wait it out. Then, okay, great. Then this actually has no effect of the standing still has no like bad effect. But if he at all has this feeling of um, I'm getting older, sometimes body parts that I have like don't work super well, I kind of need to do this while I'm able to do this. Like, and we're just standing still. Like, do you think there's really no bad outcome or feelings that are going to develop if if he continues to stand still and doesn't make a deal? I, I
1: think wait You know, I think Joel would be unhappy about, say, losing under a year of his prime where they don't have an upshot of winning a title. Mm. I, I think you're right on that. I would also say, I think the Sixers have paid enough attention to Joel Embiid's feelings and emotions over the last years, and that's why they got here to this point. Because things like Brett Brown being fired, things like Tyrone Liu not being hired, things like Doc Rivers being brought in, the offense going through... Joe almost entirely. These are Joel Embiid's opinions. These are his feelings. These are what he wants. You know, I think he is someone who really values being the face of the franchise and the keystone and the, the king of the city. And I don't really think he was happy sharing that. That doesn't mean he's a bad guy. These are all young dudes trying to navigate this incredibly competitive universe with like huge stakes and lots of scrutiny. No one's good or bad here. But I think we've gotten to this sort of tattered <laughs> space because Joe is someone who really cares about those things. So do I think his feelings would be impacted? Yes. Do I think they should act again on how Joe feels? Maybe not.
2: It's hard when someone governs governs your future like that.
1: And I, w-
0: I would almost argue that keeping Ben in the building every day that Ben Simmons is still a Sixer is in Joel mm-hmm. Embiid's interest. Um, moving him for draft picks. It's a wrap, right? So just extending this is good news for the Sixers. I don't think it's repairable, but it is the best scenario every day. He's still under contract.
1: My thing is, I just don't know how repairable it is. I don't know if my, this is not based on any insight that other people don't have. My, My feelings are that Ben's real issue is with Doc Rivers and he feels as if, Joe and Maury and other people didn't have his back. That that mm. would be my kind of quick, you know, elevator pitch for the the drama in Philly. I think Doc Rivers should have been fired the day after the Hawk series. I think he he is solely responsible for that for that loss. I think Doc Rivers was unbelievably bad and should have been canned as soon as he criticized Ben Simmons because that's what this league is and I don't think we can moralize about Ben bailing on the team when you say wait he doesn't have to go play for this guy who talks shit about him you know like that was the team saying okay we're, we're fine with that we're fine with this new coach who came in questioning whether our star the guy we said was a pillar to this franchise is, is, is a championship player like to me the best case scenario is the Sixers fire Doc and then repair their relationship with Ben And I think that's probably what Daryl Morey also thinks. I'm not saying he's trying to get him fired, but that is the clearest path to making the Sixers a contender, not dealing Ben off for picks and like a, you know, league average shooting guard with a big contract. It's sorting this thing out and getting in a better coach.
2: Yeah, it's a bit odd. I mean, I always came to this from the, um, you know, and no longer publicly or on Twitter because – You know, Philly fans can be kind of scary. But Mm -hmm. I've always come to this like more from an empathetic viewpoint just because I am a deeply sensitive person. And so I can understand like had Doc said what he said about Ben, about me, I would be – I wouldn't even play basketball anymore. Like I would be so embarrassed. I would just move to like the middle of Romania and I would start my goat (laughs) farm. Like I would never return. That's so – Goat embarrassing you know like it's just I, I don't know I for me I always thought I, I couldn't believe that people just got over that so fast which is a bit of like it is a fast news cycle in the NBA but that doesn't mean that feelings don't linger and you know if he's even a bit sensitive that would definitely affect well, him no one likes I mean, you also,
1: know no but we you know we just saw Neil Oshie get canned or Shay f- excuse me get canned for a toxic work environment We've clearly decided as a society that that's a thing. And if you're Ben Simmons, you're like, that's the deal here. I don't want to be in this organization because the coach talks shit publicly after using me in a way that I disagreed with, taking me out of the offense, taking me out late in games, which has never happened in my career before, whether you could say it was justified or not. And he's like, I don't want to be here. And Joe didn't have my back and Daryl tried to trade me for James Harden. (laughs) So... I'd like to play for another one of any 29 teams. I mean, we've come to, again, we've concluded that that is a valid reason not to be somewhere, that you are deeply unhappy.
2: Yeah, I've I quit jobs for less. Like a,
1: that's something like
2: I've ended friendships you know, for less. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't want to, you don't want to play with anybody. It is also like the, the, like what we were just talking about. Why are the Hornets so fun? You know, because of the way they play, yes, but also because you can tell that they have this deep connection. Maybe it's like their age or this stage that they're in in their career, or the fact that the stage, the team identity, is also a bit early on, and like there's not pressure yet. But they're very happy together. You mm-hmm. can't replace that. You can't like certain workplaces just don't measure up to other workplaces when you are in one that you realize is very happy and fulfilling. If you've ever been on a team like that, these guys have played high school AAU middle school, you know, they had experiences where they're like, it doesn't have to be this way. And I don't know. And I I, I also think that the deeper people have said, uh, get over it. Ben's probably, let me stop playing. saying bet I would have kept, you know, stepping back and saying, I'm not going to get over it. I can't believe nobody understands that this was hurtful. And, you know, I don't really trust my teammates anymore who I have to be on the court with. You have to have a degree of, trust in it's kind of like every other like uh job where you do something that requires that you're physical you need an amount of trust in the other people it's it's there's like you have to have chemistry on the court for it to any make sense at all and if you dislike somebody then we've seen how that plays out sometimes talent can take it over but this is already a guy who's got some real obvious insecurities with the way he
1: plays well my thing with oh sorry andrew you go ahead
0: well, I was going to quickly say, like, everyone talks about the dunk, right? Uh, him passing up that allegedly open dunk. He explained it. He thought Gallinari was on his shoulder. He thought he had an open dunk for Matisse, who ends up getting fouled. It's a good play. That's fine. He Maybe he should have thrown it down. But if we remember what Ben Simmons does on the court, he's the fixer, right? He goes around your entire office and makes everybody look good. He's like, ooh, rephrase this email. Hey, remember to show up here and remember to present this. He's a defender and distributor. As soon as he's thrown under the bus for doing his job, it gets kind of confusing. And he's not even quitting. He's just like, can you just send me to a different office? Like, I just want to work for another team. Like, Philly is cool and all. You know, I help the community. I'm, I'm into my teammates. But, like, there's other jobs out there that I can have within this company, the MBA. And what he asked for was pretty mild in the tr- in terms of what player empowerment has shown us is possible, right? Um, I think I'm more obs- like interested in the Philly fan reaction than I should be, um, but I think he saw his audience and maybe was just like, "This is not working for either of us. It's better if I just go, so you will be happy and I'll be happy." And uh, it's just yeah. gotten worse
1: yeah I, I think the irony is people saying, well, you know he's soft he's a bitch all this stuff I'm like, mm, is that is that what you're getting from this the guy who's trying one of the most ambitious like power moves in modern NBA history to get to get traded with four years on a max deal in his prime
2: and is holding out
1: by, yeah. by a by like a scorched earth campaign to get out of dodge <laughs> because he just doesn't feel like being there that guy's soft like I don't know, man this is the guy who Made a mockery of the NCAA, refused to take bad shots despite, you know, like howling crowds getting angry that he won't take a 12 footer. He's like, bad shot. I don't, that's not my game. This guy is really, really stubborn. Like, doubt him at your own peril. Yeah.
2: Yeah, 100%. Also, what's wrong? I'm soft.
1: But I mean, I, I'm not even saying I'm, I'm not like. Yeah, no, I know you're. I know you're soft. saying that.
2: That's what people are saying. But I'm. It's just the you're saying, Andrew. You're invested in the Sixers fans' reaction. Not all of them, obviously. Just there's a quite a bit it's of a loud cloud. subsection. Yes. Yeah. I am. I just am not because it just to me is like this part of sports fandom I've never understood. That's like if you just plug in the fact that they're people. And maybe they, you know, have feelings as well. And yeah, oh, it's like they're in an office and he feels disrespected by, by his boss. Like you haven't had a bad boss. And because the, they get paid so much and because it's not a workplace we've ever been able to directly identify with, then it, there's absolutely no relation at all. And that's hard for me that people can't at least try to make that connection. If you've had a bad boss or a boss that has publicly embarrassed you at any time, yeah. you're mortified you know you want to go like it's just it's you're sick of it you're tired of it like quitting if if you told me that my boss talked shit about me and i walked out of the office that day i'd be like you're that's fucking cool you are cooler <laughs> like,
1: I'm than sure. sure he yeah. as a championship yeah. podcaster yeah. <laughs> let me I,
0: I just want to clarify what i meant by interested um, i'm i'm interested in the idea that we can watch something like, uh, the Sixers versus the Hawks in the playoffs. And you could go one of two ways about it. You could be sitting in the crowd or you can be at home watching on your computer. And you could be like, if I was a player, I would have done this. I never thought like that. I'm always like, I'm a fan and I'm going to, I have options to how to react to this wonderful thing that we're watching. I never put myself in the position of a player because that would just be ridiculous. Right. Uh, these are people that can do things that i have only dreamt of so i think i think it's fascinating that a whole contingent of people put themselves in ben simmons situation as opposed to watching ben simmons
1: do things if that makes sense i mean i mean i obviously can't put myself in the shoes of an nba player but where it does come in is like You'll go to the local YMCA. You'll play basketball, and you'll shoot like shit some days. Yeah. It's not because you didn't want to make those shots. You were really trying to make all those shots, and you just brick them and brick them and brick them.
2: The other team just tried home. harder. <laughs>
1: yeah, and they tried harder. They tried. <laughs> they tried to make you miss harder. Yeah, but you know, you come home, you're like, like that sucked. I, I hurt my team. I I, I feel embarrassed, but I, I let my guys down. I could have done more. And like you feel legitimately bummed, like putting on your sneakers and leaving the gym, and then imagining that kind of thing happening in front of the world, and everyone's like, "On the lowest moment of your career, also you suck and you're a bitch." It's like, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And we don't sucked. want you, know, but you better want to be here. Like <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. that's
2: been the whole thing that I don't understand is people like wanting him to understand this notion of like them saying simultaneously we don't fucking want you we're gonna talk about it on the radio for like five years but also I, you don't want to be here what the fuck that's the part you're, that really uh, gets you're not me i just enough
1: to be here amongst people who want you gone <laughs> because, yeah. what we want you yeah, gone that, it's like i want to be gone it's like well we still hate you it's like yeah well we we could forgive him if he'd publicly apologize i'm like right. i don't even get what that's about but you want a, you want an apology my favorite. When our
2: public apologies like,
0: my favorite 360 is when Philly fans are like, wait, but are we the best, most forgiving fans on the planet? Like, <laughs> this is incredible. Like, let's go. Cardi B popcorn meme, right? <laughs> yeah.
1: But but I mean, you know, with the book, we, we talk about this idea when we like in the category of like busts, and it's like anyone who is drafted high into the NBA is like the King. best basketball player you've ever laid eyes on. Although a candy, you know, destroys courts like, like Anthony Bennett.
2: I literally almost said Anthony basketball Bennett. Player. Yeah, I like, yeah.
1: holy shit, or that guy's Anthony an Bennett. awesome basketball player. Like, and this kind of goes to like what's happening with Zion now. You know, the the guys out there are being body shamed, and you're like, look, can't work out. He's like 22 years old. What are we doing yeah. here? I you mean, know. I am curious to why he keeps expanding. It's he can't a little work strange. Out but i'm saying we can we can talk about all these these where are like the safeguards here right where 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 are the people around him that are not like doing the right thing in the situation but also roasting a 21 22 year old guy for gaining weight while he's injured is pretty cruel
2: i like barely had uh instagram when i was 21 like it had just kind of uh among my friends been a thing i think i got it when i was 21 or 22 and um, then it like ruins, I haven't known self-image health since, you know, so like I can't even imagine you're not just on Instagram in front of like 300 of your friends, it's everyone and they're like, you're fat. And, you know, which is not just hurtful and you see yourself, you know, differently maybe than you have in the past because your body is changing. And so that's a, an uncomfortable thing to come to terms with but it's also that you're being accused at the same time of not caring about your job. Um, so it's it's like a twofold body shaming thing. Um, and also we've seen uh, many players who don't fit the traditional frame of an athlete who still are quite athletic and good at basketball.
1: I say lean James into Harden. it just like just keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger.
2: Mhm.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Let's keep going. laughs>
1: my again my only question on the zion thing is that considering they have you know these facilities these coaches these nutritionists he, he has i'm sure access to a private chef if he wants that all these things ability to work out in water or on ellipticals things that would not put weight on, on his foot like i just am surprised that there aren't people who have kind of prevented this and maybe Zion's just at home, being like, "I'm sedentary. I'm eating eight, eat, eight tombstone pizzas, and like, this is what's happening." I have no clue, but I'm just sur- I'm just surprised that this has occurred in, in 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 like 2021. It just seems like a remnant kind of of the old NBA. You way.
2: know what? Let me let me give you like a, a real quick specifically because you said 2021. I know someone who also stayed home got pretty sad and gained a bunch of weight in 2020 2021 and literally you know what i mean like i know a hundred people who that happened to so i'm Mm -hmm. like i actually you can't do your job normally everyone's teasing you people are saying you're a disappointment to the franchise or you're the franchise's only hope so regardless you've got a lot of pressure put on you you're naturally inclined to be a bit heavier you know and right now you're not able to work out in ways that you normally can your body doesn't move in ways that normally can you're frustrated you might gain some depression weight you know what i mean (laughs) like i don't want to put this on this guy that he's he's depressed but i could very easily see him being upset like everybody i know in 2020 or 2021's bodies went ways that they don't normally go some people got like super skinny. Some people gained uh, weight that they normally had not before, you know. And and some people like, oh, I was this in college. I'm this again because my normal patterns have changed. When your patterns change extremely, you know, it takes a long time mentally and physically to be able to manage it. However, I do what you're saying. Like he's a professional athlete. He has people around him. It's expected that he'd be maintaining as much as he could. Like the Clay Thompson. Oh, we know he's going to come back and probably automatically be like, if not the I mean, same my thing is that as well, far as I
1: know Zion lives with his parents. He's got people around him. Obviously he's in new Orleans. He's around the team that that's what I'm more surprised mm. by. I'm by no means am I passing any judgment on him or saying that yeah. he isn't suffering or, or potentially suffering from the same kind of issues that have led to like the COVID 30 <laughs> across the board throughout America. I forgot planet, about that term. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. the COVID 15, yeah. the COVID 20, COVID 30. Yeah.
0: I kind of yeah I kind of bristle at the idea that Zion should look a certain way because you know Clay Thompson doesn't look ripped either you know because he's he's had a different life to Haley's point but I I think something we talk about on the pod quite a bit is like the deeply human and American idea that like we're shareholders in this thing and we buy tickets and we we purchase NBA products and we watch on TV therefore we have like a share in Zion Williamson, Mm because I'm in the sands and you should behave like I think I would behave because I paid so hard, so much money for these tickets. And when it doesn't kind of match up with your projection of yourself as someone who would do this thing, even though you have no idea what it's like to be Zion Williamson, it gets confusing. And I understand when people are like no taxation without representation, right? Our whole country is based on this idea. And they see Zion being like, well, why would I be a Pelicans fan? We worked so hard to get the number one pick and you're a body positive guy all of a sudden. And it it's a tough proposition. That's what I mean by we can either put ourselves in the shoes of the player or we can put ourselves in the shoes of an, a fan. And we're just fans, right? So I think it's more comfortable for me to measure myself Compared to other fans, not players, because Zion Williamson will lose that weight and like dominate again eventually. He's young; he's going to be fine, Um and we'll forget all about this until he gets body more body positive again.
1: My my thing is just also that we do know, or we can assume that him adding more weight does make. His injury more precarious, and that that's that's my concern. I mean, are we well, like, not right? And
2: that's yeah. There is like this is the the hard thing with with like athletes is that your body. We actually did an episode on Spencer's about like moms who are athletes, and it's really hard when your your body is your business. Like this is what you have to offer. So it's a, it's an extra level of like I'm trying to think of the equivalent of me. Like this is like when I worked at The Ringer and uh, Riley McAtee, God bless him, was my editor and would be like, how's it coming? And I'd be like, yeah, no, it's definitely coming. And I would like be tweeting all morning. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. a little bit of like, okay, so are you? is it going to be yeah. like here in an hour? Are you going to be ready to come back when your injury is, you know, and are you even helping it or is this like hurting it a little bit more because you're a bit heavier now? Like that kind of investigation is to some degree legitimate. Um from a team personnel standpoint yeah the line is like what what andrew was saying for me like as fans we're just so nosy now we're so nosy about like what gm should do what they're able to do um what cap stuff is players bodies like wingspan draft analysis like there's all these kind of things that as fans it is for some people definitely fun to to cosplay but like all we can ever do is be fans Unless you're Haralabob. And then you can go be a, you know, whatever he is. (laughs) Mark Cuban's like top golf buddy. Um, But yeah, all we're ever going to be is fans. So I think as fans, we can just be empathetic and say like, yeah, sometimes you put on weight. And that sucks. And you know what sucks is what your mom pointed out. That fucking sucks. So why don't we just not point it (laughs) out? You know what I mean? Like, Uh, That's really the most we can do.
1: I don't even put this on... Zion and say that, well he's got a responsibility to me it's the other people around him he's that 22, seem to be yeah right right to me it's the other people I'm like where's your responsibility you know nutritionist from from the pelicans like where where are you in all this but then yeah because the
2: pelicans like uh athletic know. staff is notoriously really good
1: mm, there you
2: go <laughs> no I'm done being sarcastic. they're <laughs> oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. the
0: oh, <laughs> um but to like an opposite but same point, like Mitchell Robinson, for example, Every, when he was a rookie and he looked tantalizing as maybe one of the better defenders in the East, everyone just said, all he has to do is put on some weight and build out that frame and he can dominate. He built out that frame and he looks slower and not as interesting, right? Because mm. he's a step slow. He's kind of lumbering up and down the court. Now, those extra pounds really affect him. So like we've all of a sudden become nutritionists and doctors as well. And sometimes a healthy body like Luka Doncic doesn't look like. I was
2: just about to right. say him. That's crazy.
0: Yeah, I mean, Mina Kimes, the the god, wrote that article about him as a prospect in the draft, and she was like, "Yo, he loves American food. He just found out about nachos, right? And like, he can eat these things quicker than I've ever seen. And that's like a joy of life. <laughs> of course, he's a, a an elite athlete, but you know, he. His his issues in the NBA are his teammates that have been put around him, and like his free throw shooting it has nothing mm-hmm. to do with how cut he is.
2: Well, exactly, I mean, and if anything, like his softer body allows him to to sell or soft. I, I guess a little bit like larger is what I want to say. Not to Positive. overanalyze. Like I'm not calling him yeah large, but the way that he is shaped allows him to sell things the way that he does to overcome this like not naturally hyper-athletic maybe would be a negative with him. Like When he leans and he's dribbling to sell it, when you have a bit more on your frame, that really sells it. So as long as you have the anchor down there and the kind of the limberness to be able to come back and snap back as he does, that is literally the beauty of his game is that the way that he's shaped makes him the best sell like he is the best fucking faker in the game you know what i mean so that's like he gets around people like that he maneuvers he like that's how he fakes people out is because of this body if he had the trey young body which kind of also he he can do it because he's so fast so light that when he's faking people out because it's more of a speed thing it's more of like here i am i'm over there whereas with luca it's more impact if you if they, you know, went to the mean of Luca is a bit slimmer, Trey put on some weight that you would expect of, like, a basketball player, their games would be shaken. It would not be the same. It, it
1: It is wild that in the time when the NBA is more athletic than it's ever been, because it always will be more athletic than it's ever been, we have, like, two absolute superstars in Jokic and Doncic who are, like, husky lads. Like They are... They're not shaped like a traditional basketball star that we've come to see, like post Jordan. There aren't, I mean, maybe ever. I, I yeah. can't. I mean, Charles Barkley when he was young was you know like the, the the round mound of rebound. Well, I think it's
2: you have to Shaq take out of the, the game like out of the yeah, but like I would I would subtract centers before two thousand thirteen in this because they're it 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 was to their advantage to be a bit more like i'm here and i'm stationary you know i have to take like three steps max (laughs) that didn't really matter as much what the game requires now like to both of your points that's it's crazy to be shaped like Jokic and be able to do what the the game demands and not only do that but like be an mvp Carry yeah, a team yeah, right, three years in a right. row that's like missing its second best player. You know, it's just it's right. insane.
1: I mean, we've we've uh, we've obviously all know that Jokic is great. He's an MVP. I when I was at that game recently, the the Knicks game where Denver pulverized them. You know, I I've seen prime LeBron play, um, seen KD. Keep you know, right. these are the best guys I've ever seen, and you watch it and you're like this guy is so outrageous. Jokic fits into that same group. I have to say, just watching yeah. him. He makes the game look so incredibly easy all the time. Like, okay, open shot, knock it down. You double team me, I make a pass. I go in, get an offensive rebound, and there's all these like writhing limbs around him. He just kind of like casually gets it, puts it back in. Yeah, I mean, he he is he just it looks like he's out there playing with children who don't know how to play the sport. It it is fucking incredible. Um, And yeah, he's obviously very different from LeBron and KD, but. I gotta say, those three guys just uh, from seeing them in person, it, it's very visual how much better they are than anyone else on the floor. You guys, yeah, remember it's very Tom-
0: much. Oh, sorry, okay. go ahead. You guys remember Thomas Robinson, that player that was drafted mm-hmm. by the Rock? He ripped everyone's just like, yo, he looks like an all star right now. And I'm like, yeah, he played, sure does. Wait,
1: Kansas, Kansas drafted by Sacramento, went to the Rockets, ended yeah. up on the Sixers, and then the Knicks.
2: I don't remember him.
1: Uh, he he was
0: jacked yeah jacked like uh i remember as a knicks fan tim thomas everyone it was like the last step of tim thomas's career where everyone's like he looks like he would be an all-star so we got to take a chance on him and he was like a really good pro I, i really liked Tim thomas but it was so unfair because he had the body measurements of the perfect forward right everyone's just like well why doesn't he want it enough and like well he runs out of talent right like he's just not as good as basket at basketball things as opposed to like mark jackson rolling up and down who's kind of like sees the court in a special way and does not look like gary payton right
2: i remember thomas Robinson now because he was part of the garcia trade francisco garcia and then that took him to houston and yeah big francisco garcia girl
0: yeah, but, no, yeah he
1: Thomas... didn't play for the Knicks. He he played for Brooklyn, that was it. I knew he I knew he left Philly and went somewhere in the tri state for a little while there. Great great rebounder. That's about all he could do though. Yeah.
2: He didn't want it enough.
1: Nope. Nope. Didn't want to be good. <laughs>
2: um well I could talk to you guys all day, but it has been an hour and a half. I was gonna say I have anything to plug? Why don't you guys just tell everyone where you can get the book and um, so right more now, from you guys? You can,
1: yeah, you, you can I mean you can find Basically everything we're working on, like cookieshoops.com, and we have our own pod. We have a Patreon, sell merch, etc. cetera. Uh, the book you can find at places like Amazon or Barnes & Noble or Bookshop. Um, depending on where you are, it should be in local bookstores as well. You know, here in New York City, I know you can find it at Books Are Magic or The Strand or... Mm, Green Light Books definitely has it. There's been supply chain issues. It's Some places it hasn't reached there, but it's supposed to be in the next day or two, I believe, from what I've been told. Um, and it's Andrew, selling you have out else to chip in on that? You it's can't get true. the book. It's too exclusive.
2: I'm reselling think- mine on StockX right now.
1: No. <laughs> like 560 Grailed the basketball. Game.
2: <laughs> uh, the book is beautiful, and I when you guys decide to sell parts of it as posters let me know it's very fun it's everything the title suggests it would be um yeah everyone should buy it it's wonderful
1: it's great, great thank advice you for and thank you oh, so much
2: it's it should be i'm gonna make a gift guide because gift the gift guides i've seen have concerned me for years it's like craft beer machine make it yourself candles sandalwood sandals and sandalwood yeah kombucha machine yeah there i'm just like no one would ever want this this is like junk i'm gonna make a gift guide this was top of my hypothetical perhaps will be real gift guide
1: in it's just, a it I, is a great th- book. Thank you so you guys much. guys should be for happy for including us in your theoretical gift guide. It's really nice of you.
2: <laughs> I really think I'm gonna this make one. I just gift decided. Guide is great. <laughs> just know, <laughs> you guys are at the top. <laughs> Sick. Did you guys put your Twitters? Do you want to do Twitter?
1: Uh yeah, I'm BDTrick at Twitter and Subway Jeans on Instagram. If that's something you're interested in. <laughs> i am on twitter earl boykins uh
0: five five king <laughs> and, uh on instagram i'm Andrew Quo Studio, not earl boykins the many earl boykins on instagram
2: okay perfect oh, oh thank you guys this is very fun Oh, was so
0: fun yeah thank you, thank
1: you for having us yeah big fan stop
2: you guys the book <laughs> is really good <laughs>
1: Thank you. I really you, you like, just, now, I really now, now you just want another basketball hat. I, I can see what's happening. here. Oh, we got actually, to say I, I was going
2: to ask. Yeah. I was going to ask for something the other day. And I was like, don't be greedy. <laughs> don't be greedy. But, um, anyway, you sh- I hope you guys are actually very, like feel happy and good. And a lot of love about the book. It's really good.
1: I believe the uh, emotion we're talking about is joy.
2: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I should use that. Yeah. <laughs> Spencers is hosted by me, Haley O'Shaughnessy, and Jordan Liggins. This episode was produced by Jordan, Isabel Jocelyn, Harry Krinsky, and Alex Ward. Our production coordinator is Devin Shepard, and our executive producers are Peter Moses, John Yales, and me.
1: Hey, this has been from Pasadena, California. Uh, Laker fan, obviously. Uh, The basketball ick I have, even though he's retired, is Steve Nash. When he would go to the free throw line, he would use his hands to rub the bottom of the soles of his feet, then lick his fingers. Um, Shouldn't be, probably should be the other way around. Kind of gross having your shoe on your tongue. Anyway, that's my basketball ick. Thanks, keep up the great work.